Hey girl, hey. It's great to be back this week on the podcast. I want to ask you first, before we dive into today's episode, I'm really excited about this topic too. I'm sure that you have asked this question many times of yourself and just having the curiosity is addiction really a disease? Is that just the end all be all black and white answer? And so we're going to talk about that today. And have you written review yet? Have you been able to do that? If not, um, can you do that? Will you just take just a few minutes to pause the episode, scroll down to the bottom, whatever you're listening on, click five stars and write a review. This helps so much. This is the, that's the thing that they look at. They being whoever these algorithm guru people are with Apple, Spotify, all these platforms to really get the podcast out there. Not only does it help me spread my message and just continue to to grow that message because that's what I'm here for, right? It helps other women find it by them typing in keywords and and it's growing and it just it just supports the whole mission. Whether you've worked with me or not, it's okay. I want if you listen to this and it brings value to you and it means something to you, just write a review. Okay? And that would be awesome. And if you have, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. From the bottom of my heart, I'm so grateful for you. And I want to mention before we dive into, just remember, there's applications are open. There's space. You're going to hear me talk about it because it takes you sometimes 10 times to hear something and to think about it and to click on the link and to think about it some more before you dive in. And that is okay. I'm the same way. It is hardly ever that I buy something or sign up for something the first time. I'm even one of those people that like, I like to even ask more questions. So I'm like, okay, I hear what you're saying. The program sounds great. I have just have a few more questions. Well, just so you know, do not hesitate to email me and ask me those. I am, I am reachable. I'm right here. I'm not someone that is removed from this podcast and you're going to be getting a bunch of bots. Like, Email me, coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com, and I will answer you. I've already had several conversations with the ladies who are already committing to the program just to kind of check in and see how they're doing and hear really where they're at in their struggle or where they're at in their successes and things like that, okay? And I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it. So you know what it is. It's eight weeks of us immersed together in a group, 10 women online, the details are in the link at bit.ly slash stop overdrinking sisterhood. But you're going to learn new things like the tangibles, of course. We're going to create new routines and habit that helps with craving. We're going to talk about the nutrition that supports you too that I did not have in my first program because I didn't know as much then and didn't have that in there. We're going to talk about your thought patterns. We're going to learn how to feel emotions and really what are emotions and why they're not that scary. We've just taught, been taught that they are scary we've been conditioned by the world to not to show them. And we're going to talk about boundaries and commitments and values and all the things that are super, super valuable for us along this journey. And we're going to get, I'm going to give you tools. I'm going to help you with your anxiety. I'm going to help you understand the what's and the identities that you're walking around with. And some of this might sound like, what is she talking about? Awesome. Just come on in at bit.ly slash stop over drinking sisterhood and apply. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol free, but you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? 
Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of overdrinking even when you told yourself you would stop. Waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing? Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3 a.m. with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found. And I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, before I dive in, I do want to read a testimony from my client, Chris, because I feel like her testimony is could really be helpful for you just by the way she wrote it, okay? Chris says, how many times have you said you wanted to quit drinking or drink less? That was me. <laughs> I realized that behavior modification doesn't work and change will only happen when you get to the root of the problem which leads to the behavior. My intention in starting coaching with Michelle was not to become completely alcohol free, but I wanted to drink less and I wanted to feel under control of my drinking. I knew alcohol was becoming a problem in my life because it was affecting my relationships and my lifestyle. I wanted changes that I could be proud of and also be a role model for others. However, I just didn't know where to start or achieve this. Through this journey, I learned a lot about the ways I was using and abusing alcohol to cope, cover up, fit in, and escape. I would say the majority of my coaching experience has been about self-discovery, learning how and why I tick, what my triggers are, past and childhood traumas, and thought patterns that were never revealed, healed, or understood. Now, because I'm healthier with my mindset, I'm also healthier with my relationship with alcohol. I feel in control. I feel purposeful. And I feel there's a huge connection between your past experience and your present behavior. Thank you, Chris. I'm so grateful for you in writing that testimony to help these other women. All right, let's talk about addiction and how it really plays a role in what you're thinking about yourself and the actions that you are not taking, because that's really how this works. What is addiction? The relationship with a substance or behavior that creates an increase in tolerance, a decrease in control, and continued use despite of negative consequences. I'm going to read that one more time because (laughs) every human has something like this, right? So that's why I want to kind of simplify in it. Like it's a really big deal. Don't get me wrong. And you're going to hear a story about that. But it is super simple, right? It's not not respected. It's not not a big deal. It's not not easy, but it's simple. It's a relationship with a substance or behavior that creates an increase in tolerance, a decrease in control, and a continued use despite negative consequences. And I would say that most of you listening today can sit here and go, yep, I feel it. Because where we want control, we do not have control. Those of us that are here who have experienced the cycle of 
drinking, okay? You can totally replace the word habit with addiction here. I absolutely believe that if you want to. And that's the freedom of this conversation. Because most of us can agree on what addiction looks like. Like usually we can see it, right? We can look on the outside of someone else's lives from our perspective and be like, dang, they are addicted to screens. Have you seen their kid? That kid is addicted to screens. Anytime they ever take him off or tell him no or and say that that screen time is time out, he flips. He gets angry. He's ta- he has an attitude. Or, man, have you seen that guy that's always on the corner in Spartanburg? Like he has a beer in his hand. He's got the, you know, the paper bag thing. Like, dude, he is, he's in full blown addiction. Or the experience that I saw with the parent of my son that I adopted. They were in addiction to meth. And that's why eventually it took them over. It became uh, a substance that they were, they, they had it, the tolerance increased because they continued and continued. It got worse and worse. They lost control with all kinds of areas in their lives, their entire environment. They lost so much control, they couldn't even pay their bills. And they just continued, even though they were warned, even though the children were taken away, put in custody, it continued, all right? That's a really simple one to the screen addiction all the way to some serious hardcore drugs. And in my opinion, there are millions and millions in in between. This is not black and white. And there is a lot of contradiction in the academic world whether addiction is or is not actually a disease, okay? There, there's a ton that says that it is and there's ton that says that it isn't. So what I have done is I have pulled some info from the book, Science of Stuck. And I'm gonna go ahead and just tell you right now, this book is amazing. It's called The Science of Stuck, and it's by Britt Frank, okay? And it is basically these chunked down versions of some deep, deep inner work and deep uprooting that can be done. Now, if I had read this book in my early stages, I don't think it would have been as effective, just to be completely honest, because I wasn't there yet. I'm here now. This is some of the some of the work that she has in this book is what I also teach and do. Our language is just different. And I loved how she framed a lot of her work in here. So I love to I'm gonna be pulling from this on occasion because it's it's really that good. But I'm just telling you, it's really big, I think. If you're still in the throes of where I was in the beginning, those of you listening that are still in the cycle of drinking and you really haven't tapped into peeling back layers yet, it might be it might it might be too much in here for you. But I will say this book is amazing and at some point in your journey, I highly recommend it. Okay, I'm gonna leave it at that. So inside of the book, the question is asked, what is a disease? So Professor Jackie Scully asks. How do we distinguish properly between real diseases and human behavior or characteristics that we just happen to find disturbing? Which I thought was pretty cool. All right, so I want to read a story from the book about a teenager named Pete, okay? And I know that you can probably connect to this story and think about someone else in your life. Like, I know I can. 
let me just look at it, you know, whether or not my son's biological mother had genetic disposition, whether there was addiction throughout the family, whether she claimed, you know, drug addict, alcoholic, I don't know. I don't know all the family history, okay? But what I do know is that this woman that stood in front of me that day, the last time I saw her and I realized that she had done she had walked through and past her ability to fight anymore was completely trapped. And I could see a woman who I know for a fact that did not grow up or even look at the last 10 years of her life and say, you know what? I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to start with some marijuana. Um, and then I'm going to take some pills and then I'm going to start, like making and like taking meth and like making it and selling it. And, and I think I'm going to ruin my life and live in a dump. And then I'm going to like not pay my bills. And eventually I'm going to lose all my children to the state and someone else is going to adopt them and raise them the rest of their lives. How ludicrous is that to think that when we look at people that we can really believe that just because it might be a disease. It might be in a genetic. That that was the path. There were plenty of times along that path that she could have chosen differently. Okay. And I'm mainly using that as an example. That literally is not in my notes. That just, just came up in, from inside of me today to share with you because that was my experience watching her. And as I was watching that, Michelle was drinking. I was going after courts so freaking stressed out that I was having midday glasses of wine to calm my nerves and calm my fears because I didn't know what in the world was going on. Like, how, how did this happen? Like, how did what happened? How did I get in this? Like, I said, yes, I want to take care of this kid. And then the next thing I knew, it's, you know, months and months. And I'm realizing, oh, my goodness, these these humans are not capable of taking care of these kids. She absolutely, deep down, loved her children. I believe that with all my heart. And I believe that her last act of love was releasing them to the families that they went to. I believe that. Whether she realizes that or not, I truly believe that as a, as a woman and as a mother. And all the while, I had my own junk I was dealing with, my own stresses, my own ways of coping. I just was blessed enough to see it and to make changes and choices to completely turn my life. It didn't go down that road, and I'm so grateful. Okay, here's a story about Pete that Britt wrote in her book. Pete was one of those kids you hope and pray your daughter or son brings home to marry. As a tall, bright-eyed, sandy-haired 17-year-old, he was a varsity football star on the fast track to a promising college career. Pete attended a small Methodist church regularly with his parents and younger sister, volunteered with a local food bank, took annual mission trips with his youth group to build houses, and had no history of abuse or mental illness. His awe factor could be rivaled only by Zac Efron's character in High School Musical. After Pete tore his ACL in a playoff game, his doctor prescribed a powerful and highly addictive opiate painkiller called oxycodone, a.k.a. oxy. 
His doctor, like many doctors, did not tell Pete or his family about the addictive properties of opiates. After a few months, Pete was horrified to realize he had become physically dependent on Oxy. When he stopped taking it, severe flu-like symptoms quickly seized his body, including painful muscle cramps, violent vomiting, and profuse sweating. He was too embarrassed to tell his family. So in order to stove off the withdrawal symptoms, he began to secretly take more and more pills. But Oxy is available only by prescription, and to get it on the street is expensive. Heroin is a cheap alternative. Pete soon found himself living in a house where he and other occupants shared needles and syringes. Four years later, after he had been arrested multiple times and was 60 pounds lighter, his family intervened and sent him to rehab where he landed in my office. Pause for a moment. Do you believe that Pete suffers from a disease? Yeah, me neither. And then she goes on to say, Addiction is a complex web of systematic, biological, environmental, and many other factors. There is no simple answer to the question, what is addiction? Research done on the subject of recovery runs into the same dilemma. Just as there's no agreement on the nature of addiction, there is no consistent agreement about which of recovery works best. Oh man, I hope that that speaks to you. It is a big deal. It's a really big deal to me when it comes to the recovery path as well, right? And that's why I believe that there are so many options and there's so many layers to healing that you have to take the step on what feels most true to you. And here's what you got to do first. You have to be radically honest. Don't do what Pete did. Don't just be really embarrassed or ashamed because that's where we are, women. The shame is that shame is pouring out on you, especially if you're a Christian woman. You're too shameful to say anything. You don't want to raise your hand. You know, here you are. You're already you're teaching Sunday school. You're a school teacher. You're an art teacher. You're an employee. You volunteer at VBS. You take care of people on a regular basis. Or you've you've just grown your kids and you're detaching from the fact that you don't have that parenting role necessarily anymore. Or maybe there has been relationship issues because of your drinking. Maybe has caused huge issues in your life. But I just want you to know that you have to start with honesty and taking that step. And that's what I'm here for to support you with. And I just want to give you a few examples Just check in with yourself and see if you can relate to any of these of how you can get trapped inside of addiction. Like, how does this start? And I actually experienced several of these, okay? Why do we continue to cope? That's the better question. Here's some examples. Numbing out the present. Trying to escape the past. Guilt. Shame. Fear of the future. Coping with death and other grief. Just coping with life in general. Dependency because of a medical medication like Pete. Pain management. Genetic predisposition. Mental illness. Trauma and anxiety. And that is not an exhaustive list. That's just some. Because I bet that 
Most of you here can relate to several of those. I know I can. So is it a disease? Maybe for some. Is it for most? I don't think so. I truly believe that anyone can get trapped when you're talking about a substance or behavior that you're using to cope, numb, and repress other things that then increases your tolerance and decreases your control. And even though we begin to see negative consequences, we continue. So I'm here for you. Email me anytime at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And if you're ready to stop over drinking and go a little deeper with this, definitely join the Stop Over Drinking Sisterhood in September. We're going to be done November 9th. It could be, this could be it for you. I'm so excited. I'm praying for you. Have a beautiful week. Stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. This is what helps the show grow and helps more women to get their hands on the support so they can choose to reduce their drinking or quit altogether like I did. Go join the community and say hi over on Facebook by searching Set Free Sisterhood. I will also put the link in the show notes. You can also connect with me for a one-on-one discovery call at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. And I want to ask, how do you want to feel in the next six months? Who are you becoming? Are you ready to grow? I see you and I've got you. Until next time, stay blessed.